Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five. Four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark, and you're listening to Power and a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and the super successful so we can apply these to our lives and we can become the rich and the super successful. All right, I hope you guys are ready. We have an amazing show for you today, all right? So the quote that I'm going to go ahead and start the show with is, for what it's worth, it's never too late or in my case, too early to be whatever you want to be. There's no time limit. Stop whenever you want. You can change or stay the same. There are no rules to this thing. We can make the best or the worst of it. I hope you make the best of it and I hope you see things that startle you. I hope you feel things you've never felt before. I hope you meet people with a different point of view. I hope you live a life you're proud of. If you find that you're not, I hope you have the strength to start all over again. And that comes from Benjamin Buttons from the curious case of Benjamin Buttons, right? We can learn a little bit from movies from time to time, right? Well, the title of this show is Time to Reinvent Yourself. That's right. Time to reinvent yourself. All right. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you all listening. If you ever want to listen to my or call in, if you're in the United States or feel like calling the United States and want to call into my live show, you can call in every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the live version of my shows. And uh, the call-in number is 404-793-7050. Or you can go to www.powerhh.com and re-listen to not only this show, but any of my other previous shows. All right. If we're not friends on Facebook, go ahead and add me. My name on Facebook is Mark Star. M-A-R-K-S-T. A-R-R. And we also have a Power and a Half Hour Facebook group. So if you're not a part of that group, just send a request and we'll go ahead and let you in. We would love to have you inside the group. All right. I have a daily message service called Be Better Daily. To sign up for that, all you have to do, if you are in the United States, I don't have it figured out yet for outside the United States. I'm actually working on a platform and it should be ready soon. But all you have to do is text BBD, like boy, boy, dog. BBD to 411247. All right. And if you have not downloaded my new book yet or know someone that should, it's absolutely free for the uh, e version download. All they have to do is go to www.repeataftermebook.com. That's www.repeataftermebook.com. All right. Are you guys ready? Let's go. Profile number one Julie Wainwright. 
Now, Julie is the former CEO of Pets.com and the current CEO of The Real Real, which is a consignment website that sells luxury items. In her 20s, Julie began working for the Clorox company in brand management and computer software. At age 30, she became CEO of Berkeley Systems. She was laid off in 1996 when the company was sold. She then became president and CEO of Real.com, and after Real.com was purchased by Hollywood Video, Julie left the company. She had to reinvent herself. She was then re-recruited to run Pets.com. Now, unfortunately, Pets.com closed down 268 days after its IPO, or initial public offering. Now, Pets.com was the shortest-lived public companies on record. At the same time that she had to start laying off employees, her then-husband informed her that he wanted a divorce. Now, Pets.com lost over $147 million during its 20 months of operation and blew $2 million on a Super Bowl ad that brought in very little business. Now, for the next 10 years, Julie lived as if she was in exile. Nobody wanted to work with her. She wrote a book and did some speaking and founded a company that would eventually fail as the recession hit. Now, you see all this thing that this lady is going through? She got laid off of, what, two or three different jobs? Then she started her own company, failed, but she kept going. Then in 2010, she came up with the idea to start an online consignment store, right? In 2011, Julie and her first employee launched a business out of her home. Hear what I'm saying? She started this. She came up with this idea in 2010, launched it with her employee, with one employee out of her home, right, in 2011. And then by 2013, they had a warehouse and was raising venture funding, now, the real real is on track to do $200 million in revenue this year and has received $83 million in funding and has a valuation of $300 million. The real real has 55 employees that operate out of 20 cities. Here it is. All she's doing is selling used high end women's consignment clothes. She started this business five years ago out of her home. It's now worth $300 million. It wasn't a new idea, right? It wasn't a new idea because we know plenty of people, plenty of stuff that have been doing the same thing. eBay, right? But here it is. This lady in five years turned her business into a $300 million business. And I'm sure if she keeps going on the path that she's going on, in a few years, it's going to be a billion-dollar company out of her home with one other person. Profile number two, George Soros. Now, George is a Hungarian-born business magnate, investor, author, and philanthropist. As chairman of Soros Fund Management, George is known as the man who broke the Bank of England. Because of his short sale of 10 billion U.S. dollars worth of pounds, he essentially, what he did was he bet against the pound back in 1992. If any of you understand uh, foreign exchange trading, he bet against the British pound in 1992. Now, this move that he made, this move that made him 
a profit of $1 billion in one day during the 1992 Black Wednesday crisis. Now, did you guys hear what I just said? This one move that he did, betting against the British pound in 1992 on Black Wednesday, made this man $1 billion in one day. Now, <laughs> one of the things that I always say is like, when I look at all these youngsters, right, that are, that are on the streets doing all kind of illegal activities, selling drugs, doing whatever they're doing, the only reason why these people are doing this is because they don't know about the opportunities that are out there. They don't know about the people that are out here making all kinds of ridiculous money doing legal things, right? Nobody wakes up every single day and says, you know what, I want to sell drugs today. I want to sell cocaine or marijuana or whatever. Most of the people that are doing it are only doing it because they don't think that they have any other good opportunities out here. Here it is. This guy bet against the British pound and made $1 billion in one day. Absolutely amazing. Now, George was born into a Jewish family and had to escape from Hungary in the 1940s as Hungary was occupied by Nazi Germany. In 1947, George emigrated to England, where he became a student at the London School of Economics, right? As a student, George worked as a railway porter and a waiter and would even have to receive charity just to be able to survive. Now, after graduating, George wrote to every managing director in every merchant bank in London, but he only got one or two replies. Most banks that he wrote to either ignored him and the ones that gave him an interview would humiliate him during their interviews. He eventually got an entry-level job because the managing director at one of the companies was a fellow Hungarian. Now, over the next 14 years, George would work himself up the ladder by working at various companies by starting, before starting the Soros Fund Management. Now, George has gone on to become one of the most successful hedge fund managers, and as of June 2015, George has a net worth of over $24.5 billion and is the 16th richest person in the United States. Absolutely amazing story. Profile number three, and this one is going to be long, but I'm telling you, it is going to be good, and we're going to learn a lot from this story. This guy understands what it is to reinvent himself. Profile number three, Bill Bartman. Now, Bill Bartman is an American businessman who really understands what it means to reinvent yourself. Bill dropped out of high school at age 14 and joined the traveling circus. He later joined a gang, and at age 17, he became homeless and an alcoholic. One night while drunk, he fell down a flight of stairs and became paralyzed and was told that he would never walk again. Now, against his doctor's wishes, Bill began a nightly regimen of physical activity until he was able to walk again. A few years later, Bill ran into a high school principal who had previously expelled him from school. The principal challenged him to get his GED certificate, which he did. Bill would go on to receive a BS from Loris College and a graduate law degree from Drake University. After passing the Iowa bar exam, Bill went on to private practice specializing in consumer law. At the same time, Bill began investing in real estate. Now, one day while at his local bank, his banker told him about a struggling oil equipment company that the bank was about to foreclose on and the owner would have to file for bankruptcy. Bill then asked the banker for 30 days to see if he could turn the company around. 
the bank decided to give him a chance. Bill went to the existing employees and explained the situation to them and let them know that he knew nothing about the oil industry, but if they could all work together, they could turn the company around and they could not only save their jobs, but share in on the success. Now, Bill and the eight employees turned the company around into a very successful company for a few years. In 1985, when oil prices fell, the company ended up going out of business. Now, but because Bill personally guaranteed some of the company's debt, Bill and owed the bank $1 million. Now, Bill became depressed as debt collectors hounded him for money. He would just mope around his house as he could not figure out a way out of his situation. Then one day he opened the newspaper and saw an ad about buying defaulted loans from the federal government. Now, he laughed at the ad thinking, who would be silly enough to buy debt during that time? The next day, as he read the newspaper, he saw the same ad and laughed again. Now, isn't that amazing? A lot of times we get these opportunities and we just laugh at these opportunities. We get these phenomenal opportunities and we just sit there, look at the opportunities and laugh at the opportunities. Now, the very next day, he saw the ad again for the third time and decided to get some more information. Bill then went to the bank that he owed $1 million to and asked them for $13,000 to buy a portfolio of bad debt. Now, this guy had <laughs> some courage, right? He already owes the bank a million dollars, and he's going to go back to them and ask them for another $13,000? He informed them that he couldn't possibly pay them back in his current situation, so he would have to try any and everything. They lent him $13,000 to buy a million-dollar portfolio of bad debt. Bill ended up collecting $63,000 off the portfolio and made a $50,000 profit. Bill took that profit and bought more debt, and within a year, he was able to pay the bank back the million dollars that he owed them. Bill created a consumer-friendly company that would buy delinquent debts from banks and then attempt to restructure them according to what the consumer could afford. This strategy was very successful as Bill was able to help 4.5 million consumers Resolved $15 billion in debt. Now, Bill grew a very successful company and in 1997 was listed by Forbes magazine as the 25th richest person in America with his net worth estimated to be in the range of 2.4 to 3.5 billion with a B dollars. Then it all started to come crashing down in 1998. An investigation began because of certain transactions of a shady employee. Bill claimed he knew nothing about what was going on. The employee stole millions of dollars and did a lot of illegal practices. The employee, the employee was later convicted and went to prison for five years. Now, even though Bill proclaimed that he was innocent, the government still indicted him on 58 felony counts. Bill wouldn't accept any pleas because he felt he was 100% not guilty. So he fought the case and was acquitted of all charges, and he even received an apology from the government for indicting him. But because of all this controversy, Bill's company could not get any financing and would have to file for bankruptcy and lay its 3,900-plus employees off, all because of one bad employee. Now, as Bill wondered why all this bad stuff was happening to him, he realized that he couldn't blame anyone else. He would have to pick himself up one more time. That's what he'd been doing all his life, so he became good at that. He was always able to get himself up when he was knocked down, and he would have to do it again. Now, what he did was he didn't blame anybody. 
He took a look at himself and began asking questions to himself like, number one, who am I? Number two, what do I know? Number three, what am I good at? Number four, what am I not good at? And from the answers, he realized that he should be teaching his story to others so that when they face obstacles and hardships, his story would encourage and motivate them. And I say this all the time. All the stuff that we go through in life, there's a purpose to it, right? We just don't go through all these bad things or what we call bad, right? We're supposed to learn from these situations because there's somebody else or many other people that we're going to meet in our lives that are going to go through the same thing and we can use our story and help them get through it as well. Because it's my opinion that we are all put here on earth earth to get better and to help other people get better. So if you're going through something right now, I can promise you this. You're going to have an opportunity to help somebody else grow through that same thing as well. All right? Now, Bill wrote a book that would become a bestseller and went on tour speaking with people like Steve Forbes and Colin Powell, and he has shared his story with thousands of people and has even spoken in front of crowds as large as 50,000 people. In 2008, when the credit system crashed again, Bill saw a similar opportunity as when he first started back in the 80s, and in 2010, he started CFS2. Now, with eight of his former employees, he's back in the credit business again. Bill is going to make sure that history repeats itself again. Now, Bill has said that going broke has helped him by providing him with opportunities to succeed. He says that what separates successful people from those who aren't is the way they deal with problems. Every entrepreneur is going to have problems. And the bigger you become, the more problems you're going to have. But you have to trust that as you become bigger, you will have all that you need to deal with these bigger problems. Now, Bill understands what it takes to reinvent yourself. Bill spent his entire life reinventing himself after every adversity that he faced. Bill isn't the only one who has had to reinvent himself. Nokia, the phone company, started out as a paper company in 1874. And in 1898, they began manufacturing rubber tires and galoshes. It wasn't until 1963 that they started to make radio phones for the military, and in the late 70s and 80s, they began making radio phones and car phones. And from 1998 to 2012, Nokia sold more cell phones than any other company in the world. They started off as a paper company, but guess what? They realized they had to reinvent themselves. The video game company Nintendo was founded back in 1889 as a playing card company. They also became involved in starting a taxi company, selling instant rice, hourly hotels, and toys. Nintendo didn't get into video games until 1977 and went on to become one of the top video game makers of the next three decades. Western Union. They started out as a telegraph company in the 1850s. Fortunately for them, they also got into the wire money transfer business before their main business declined with the advent of cheaper long-distance phone service. American Express. 
which was founded by Henry Wells and William Fargo, who split off to start Wells Fargo, was initially started to send packages and currency from the East Coast to the West Coast during the time of the California gold rush when everybody was moving out to California. Now, American Express's biggest customers were banks, which relied on them to shuttle stock certificates and currency back between back and forth between branches. In 1882, they started offering its own money order, and in 1891, they issued the world's first traveler's checks. Now, after World War I, American Express entered the luxury travel business, organizing international tours and chartering cruises. It wasn't until 1958 that they issued their very first American Express charge card. So these are some great examples of sometimes you just have to get started, Right? And as time goes on, you figure out what it is that you're really supposed to be doing. But you have to go ahead and get started. And you can't be afraid to reinvent yourself. All of these companies did it. And I have a list of so many more that have done it as well. Now, just as these companies reinvented themselves, we can do the same. We do not have to accept the rules that society will try and force on us. We can at any time forge a new identity. We can be the master of our own image and our own destiny. Our interests and goals will change as we continue to grow and evolve. We are either going to move forward or we're going to move backwards. There is no in-between. If we stay where we're at, that is just as unproductive as if we were to move backwards. I'm telling you, if you stay right where you're at and don't make a move, you might as well be moving backwards. We need to be constantly growing changing and evolving now as we come into contact with different people situations and obstacles we will absorb these experiences and they will in turn mold us into the person that we desire to be unsuccessful people allow other people to put them in and keep them in chains now we should reflect regularly on the person that we used to be because every year we are becoming stronger and wiser people Every year, we should be reinventing ourselves into the person we desire to be. One of the worst comments that anyone should ever say to you is that you're the same person as you were five or ten years ago. So when people start telling you that you've changed, start to look on that as a compliment. Of course I've changed. I'm getting better. I'm getting better with age, just like fine wine. Now, we have to always remember that when something that seems bad happens in our lives, we will always have three choices. We can let that event define us, destroy us, or we can use that event event to strengthen us. Now, there will always be times in our lives that we need to reinvent ourselves, such as when we have big changes, such as, number one, leaving our jobs. Number two, moving on from relationships. Number three, losing a loved one. Number four, moving to a new area. And number five, any other major shift in our lives. Now, most people that decide to leave their old unhappy lives to pursue their passions find a new desire for living. The same desire can be yours also if you just decide to take a leap of faith and make things happen for yourself. You got to make things happen. Now, before we can begin this reinvention, there are a few things that we need to have to make this process go as smoothly as possible. Number one, number one, number one, resilience. Problems and obstacles will happen. Some of them may knock us down, but we must always learn from these difficulties and always get back up when we get knocked down. That is so important. 
if there's one trait that I've seen from every one that has been extremely successful is that they are all resilient. Because let me tell you something, everybody gets knocked down. I don't care how much money you have or how successful you think someone else is, everybody gets knocked down. But the champions get back up. Number two, a new self-image. We must develop a new self-image of ourselves to help guide us to our new goals. In reinventing ourselves, we are moving away from our old comfort zones, habits, rules, and self-perceptions. When we create a new self-image, it will help to remind us of why we're trying to change. So now that we have these in place to reinvent, reinvent ourselves, we must first, number one, know what you want and be very clear on why you want to change. Don't just know what you don't want. You have to be working towards something and not just running away from something else. Knowing why you want it will help you stay focused and motivated when the change process becomes difficult. Number two, don't feel the need to justify your change. You don't need to justify anything to anyone. Don't allow anyone to change your mind if this is something that you feel that you feel you must do. Everyone will have an opinion, but it's your life and you have to live with yourself 24 hours a day. Number three, create a vision for your future and write about it. First, imagine the people, places, or situations that you want to bring into your life. Imagine how it would feel to be in this new place with these new people. Be grateful for everything in your past, the good and what we consider to be bad, because all of these experiences have helped you decide what you want now. You got to eat McDonald's to be able to appreciate Ruth Chris. Sometimes we have to go through some of these bad things in life so that we can appreciate the good, so we can know what the good is, right? Now, write down how you would like everything to play out, such as, number one, where you're living. Number two, what do you do in the mornings, afternoons, and evenings? Number three, who your friends are. And number four, what you spend your days doing. Write lists and plans of your future. Write about how it feels once you are there. Read over these writings every single day. Every single morning, the first thing that I do after I write down five things that I'm grateful for and I write down my day from the end is I write down exactly where uh, I read over exactly where I expect to be in five years from now. I probably give that list again. I gave it out, I don't know, maybe about six, seven months ago and I'll probably share it again next week or the week after. But I have a whole list of stuff that imagine where I'm at five years from now. And I read over that list every single day. And what I realize is that every day I'm getting closer to exactly where I thought I would be in five years. Number four, surround yourself with visual reminders of the life you'd like to create. Put objects and images from that field someplace where you will see these every day. If it's a house or a car, find a picture of it and put it somewhere where you'll see it every day and it will remind you of what you're moving towards. Number five, now that you can see what your future looks like, break it into small workable tasks and take action. Take action, take action. Ask yourself what you need to do on a daily basis to create that vision. Make a list of everything you need to do and a schedule for when you'll do it. Then do it and commit to keep doing it one day at a time. Number six, every day go back to the original vision you created. Every morning or every evening, visualize yourself walking towards your dreams. Now, reinvention isn't always easy or smooth. When we try to change, 
We often encounter resistance because we don't want to let go of things that cause us pain for some reason. We also often struggle with limiting beliefs or stories about ourselves that hold us back from new things. Each time you find yourself slipping into old habits, just ask yourself this. What can I do in this moment to keep moving forward? Well, that's all the time that we have for you on today's show. I hope you guys got something from that, right? I hope I got you thinking about recreating yourself, right? We should always be looking to recreate ourselves, improve ourselves and whatnot. All right. want to remind you that if you want to go back and re-listen to this show or any of my other previous shows, you can go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. Now, we still have a little bit of time left in this year, so I want you to come up with two goals that you would like to accomplish before the end of the year and one fear that you would like to overcome, all right? Two goals and one fear, all right? Share this with three friends, all right? I know you have three friends that you're probably, the whole time you were listening to the show, you were probably saying to yourself, man, I wish John was listening, I wish uh, Becky was listening. I was, I wish Susan was listening, right? Share this with three of your friends, right? Cause we want our friends to get better just as we're getting better. Okay. And just another reminder, uh, if you haven't downloaded my book yet, or you have a friend that hasn't, you can go to www.repeataftermebook.com. All right. Find me on Facebook. My name on Facebook is Mark Starr, M-A-R-K-S-T-A-R-R. If you're on Instagram and uh, Twitter, my name on there is Coach Mark Speaks. That's Coach Mark Speaks. And the quote that we're going to end today's show with is, you are never too old to reinvent yourself. And that's from Steve Harvey. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Star. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour, and join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. You're you listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network.